It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a final episode of the week of the Locked on Washington football team podcast. This is going to be jam-packed with uh, interviews and media availability, uh, as usually Fridays are, because we have a backlog with Crossover Thursday. By the way, go check that out with Patricia Trena of Locked on Giants. We are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. We keep telling you all the time that Pepsi is the way to go. And no doubt about it, this Sunday, this weekend, Monday, no different. This football season will be different, though, because Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it like you and me. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so away we go. What we're going to do is give you a quick injury report here and the news and the headlines of the day. Jaron Christian and Dontrell Inman did not practice again on Friday. Same for Thursday. They are both listed as doubtful, which pretty much means they're not going to play, barring an overnight miracle, which means Cornelius Lucas again starts at left tackle, as we kind of thought. And as well, Washington really thin at wide receiver, unless Steven Sims gets officially promoted, as we're all expecting him to do on Saturday and play on Sunday. That would be a real big surprise if he's not promoted off of IR. He's missed the last four games, and he's practiced all three days this week and looked very good. Uh, So again, that would be a big surprise. But if he's not, boy, would they be really thin, because then you're talking about Terry McLaurin, Cam Sims as your starters, no Inman, no Sims, no Antonio Gandy-Golden. Uh, you know, you'd have the new kid that they signed, Robert Wilson, a couple of weeks ago, uh, who hasn't played with them yet, and as well, uh, Tony Brown's on the 53, so you'd have him, and maybe you go four receivers instead of five, who knows. But the bottom line is, we expect, expect Stephen Sims to be activated on Saturday, uh, and then active on Sunday, and certainly that will help out the passing offense in a bunch of different ways. Again, as far as Cornelius Lucas, he'll start at left tackle, as was expected. Jaron Christian, uh, again, listed as doubtful, so that means David Sharp will probably be his backup, and Morgan Moses as well against the New York Giants at 1-7 and seven as they come to town. All right, so you have that news. Oh, by the way, for New York, Devontae Freeman is not going to play. That means Alfred Morris, former Washington football player is going to have a heavy role. So a couple of ex-Washington players figure to be prominent featured uh, parts of the Giants' attack in this game, both Alfred Morris and Graham Gano, uh, who were both here in the Mike Shanahan era. 
uh, and Alfred, obviously, a little bit, uh, a little bit of a different period. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it. Uh, I don't know if they actually played together because I think Graham was let go in early 2012 and Alfred didn't. Yeah, maybe like a little bit that, yeah, I guess in training camp that year and in the preseason uh, they got to play together. Uh, but that was about it. I forgot about that. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Also, it's the salute to service game um, where the Washington football team and the NFL uh, in conjunction, I believe it's with USAA, uh, pays tribute and honor to our military. And there'll be fans aboard, about 3,000 plus fans. Uh, my understanding is they'll all be in the lower bowl. They'll all, be, they'll all be spaced out in pods of two or four and always a minimum of six feet apart. And there'll be security ushers and all that enforcing masks and no tailgating and making sure proper distancing. Uh, Washington has worked really hard on this. So uh, that should be an interesting element to Sunday's game against the New York Giants. Absolute must win uh, for Washington. So we'll leave it there for right now. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to hear, we're going to hear from Jack Del Rio. We're going to hear from Chase Young, and if time allows, we'll get to Antonio Gibson. All here on the Go Home edition of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. All right, once again, guys, it is Chris Russell for our friends at Pepsi. That's right. Pepsi is the jam. You know Pepsi is where you have to go for all of your game day refreshment because this football season will be different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how much you watch this season. Again, I'll be at FedEx Field on Sunday. You know what I do when I am at a game. I knock down about a touchdown's worth of Diet Pepsi cans out of the cooler. I even made sure that the post-game media cooler is going to stay open so that I can refuel and refuel and keep myself awake when those, uh, when those tired feelings come in at about 5.30 or so on Sunday afternoon after the Washington football team and the New York Giants. I'll be knocking down Diet Pepsi all Sunday afternoon long. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans, that's you, are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, back here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's hear from defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio, portion of his media session from this week. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com. Hey, Coach, um, Daniel Jones is a pretty interesting quarterback you're facing this weekend. He's a guy that 
really can move the ball, but he's prone to turnovers. Is, is there anything specific you tell your guys going in against a matchup with a QB that, that maybe costs it up sometimes? Well, I mean, obviously we want to – we will always are stressing turnovers. Today's turnover Thursday, so, uh, you know, big emphasis point each Thursday. But, um, you know, look, what, what we recognize is he's got the ability to make all the throws that um, – He's got he's got the ability to run the football as well, which we saw in the first game. Um, and you know, you know, to me, we've got to look at you know playing him at his best, and um, and we're preparing accordingly. You know, so we recognize the, the the talent level and the skill level, and 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 they've got a lot of weapons we got to worry about besides just a quarterback. But certainly, he's got a lot of tools. Thanks, Jack. Hey, Jack, um, obviously we've talked a lot about the defensive line, Chase Young and, and everybody else. Um, you had a chance during this break to, to study and kind of see what they've, what they've done. What's the next step, do you think, for this group uh, going forward? Well, for us, is uh, you know, to build on the start that we have to this season. We're, we're looking to continually improve. We've got we, – we've established high standards and, and um, our expectations are very high and we're going to keep pushing for that. I think, you know, the biggest thing that I'm excited about is I see the guys, uh, the way we're working at it, the energy they bring every day, it's, you know, positive things come about, you know, with that type of approach. So uh, I'm pleased with the way we're attacking it and we're seeking to be better and we should be better as the year goes on. Thank you. I don't see Phillip, so let's go Pete, Sam, Nikki. Hey, Jack, Cam Curl looks slated to have a much bigger role this weekend. Instead of going out and signing someone, you guys are giving him that chance. Why do you feel confident in Cam? What have you seen from him so far this year? Well, we like Cam as a player. Um, you know, we, we've got a group that's been working together that understands how we do things. Uh, you know, we feel like it's the best way for us to go forward. Thank you, and a happy turnover Thursday. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, Jack, in the last few months, I feel I think it seems like you've been one of the more politically outspoken coaches in the league. I wonder what prompted you to, to start speaking out maybe a little more. I don't know. Right now, I'm just trying to focus on the Giants. So, um, you know, I, I, I have a, a personal life. Um, sometimes I share a little glimpse of it. But um, beyond that, I, I casted my vote and now I'm focused on the Giants. I'm not worried about anything other than helping us beat the Giants. Ron has said that there's like, you know, a lot of political discussion, especially this week, you know, he likes to see players and coaches engaged. I wonder how much of that, um, you know, you were able to participate in and, and what that was like in the locker room this week. Uh, yeah, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't part of any discussions uh, other than preparing for the Giants. Thank you. You're welcome. Nikki? Um, Jack, just going back to your, your past stops and, you know, trying to, help a struggling defense in years past before you got there, really rebuild itself. Are, are there things you've learned in those stops that you've tried to apply to, you know, this year in Washington? Well, I think you certainly, um, you, you learn everywhere you are, you know, you're learning. Uh, and so um, I've had a chance. I mean, if you, you go all the way back to the history of where I started, you know, you have to start with me as a player and, and the systems I was exposed to as a player and, you know, people like Tony Dungy that were a huge impact in my life and how I do things. And, um, you know, so I think I think you go all the way back that way. Um, obviously, I've been coaching a long time. You grow as you as you go. And, um, and certainly you have to change. You have to stay current with the times and 
challenges that uh, the defenses face in today's world are, are much different than they were 20 years ago. So, um, you know, I seek to, to stay current. Um, and, um, and so that's, you know, we're, we're always, to me, it's, it's not about any one person, you know, I, I, I'm the person that kind of puts it all together and helps coordinate it. But, you know, the reality is we had a lot, we have a lot of good coaches and a lot of good players that are working really hard to help this, this thing get turned in the right direction. And, uh, and so that's kind of how I approach it. You know, I, I come in with great energy every day, excited to do what I do. I love to communicate. I love to teach. I love to motivate. And uh, we come in and attack it every day and, and have a little fun along the way. And we're hoping to be better as we go through this season. The defensive line specifically, um, obviously having an impact there. Is it having the kind of impact um, you envision it having, you know, ultimately? Well, we're, we've done some really good things, and then we've had some areas where we're going to continue to improve, and, and we're going to work at it collectively. But, you know, to me, too much is there, – there's, there's this attempt to separate, like, the D-line from the linebackers and the DBs. You know, it, it all works together, you know, and um, I'll throw a cliche at you. You know, it's the ultimate team sport, right? So, I mean, it just, it just is. So, you know, good rush, uh, it's going to have a hard time if you don't have coverage. You know, good coverage is going to eventually break down if you don't have good rush. So – it really does tie together. And, um, you know, as a former linebacker, um, I understand the linebackers, you know, they tie to the front and the back end. So all three levels of your defense are important. And when they're all working together, that's when you can do some, some really special things. Hey, Jack, this is going to be a bit off the wall. So I'm just helping a teammate out here with this question. All right. back, in, back in 1989, you were with Dallas. You guys went one in 15. What was that like to endure as a player? Uh, it was, uh, tough to hear the banter, but really we had, um, we had a run defensively in the second half of that season. I think we were near the top, if not at the top of the league in terms of what we did the last half of the year. So we were building something, uh, kind of with an eye toward the future and just, and just attacking football and really fell back in love that year with football. Um, I was, I was a little frustrated over the previous two years in, in Kansas City. But um, bottom line is that was a rejuvenation for me personally. That was a, a team that took the core of that team, then went on and won three of the next four Super Bowls um, or a couple years later. But three, three out of four years in a, in a period there, uh, they were very successful. And the core of that team was what was playing in those Super Bowls. So, um, you know, uh, to me – you know, you have professional football, even when there's a bad record, there, it's professional football and, and, and people prepare hard, they play hard, there is talent. And, um, and so, you know, I, I think the one victory we had that year was against the Redskins, actually. And, yes, it was. And, and, I, and I think the Redskins, didn't they go on and win it that year? They, they won, if not, no, no. The year after, if not. But anyway, the bottom line is we beat a good team um, and we built a good team while we were there. Sometimes you have slow years, and but the professionalism and the work ethic and the and the toughness and the grit and the willingness to, to go that there, there was no none of that was missing. You know, it was just we weren't very good yet, but we became good. And then um, with Chase Young, what are some of the things that you can do just with his presence? Even like watching some of those zone blitzes, the way they work, him dropping blindside. What are some of the things you can do just because of what he offers? Yeah, I think I think first of all, he's not going to drop a lot. But last week, the last game we had, he actually was 
we added it up and he ended up being the guy that ended up being called on to drop like seven times, which was never, never part of the plan to have him drop that much. But um, it just worked out that way. It was totally like freakish. It could have gone the other way. It just had to do with where they aligned. He wasn't the designated drop guy. It's like, it just happened. So uh, without talking too much about scheme, but uh, the bottom line is, um, you know, he's doing a great job. Uh, he, he plays hard. He works hard. He's a good teammate. He, he comes out with great energy every day. His numbers are going to come. And so um, really just want to encourage him to stay the course, continue to be uh, the, the, the fine young man that he is and continue to play with an edge. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Jack, uh, just kind of following up on that, when a guy is disruptive as Chase is in every other like kind of aspect of the game, do you find the numbers do even out by the end of the year or are there adjustments guys have to make when the sack totals aren't there? No, they come. They, they, they come. I, you know, to me, you, you, uh, you just go out and you go, go to work and you help the football team win games. The, the numbers will come. Jack, I'm wondering, what have you seen for, from your secondary and, and, and combined with some of that pass rush that, that's helped so much in terms of kind of at least getting a read on, on, on opposing quarterbacks and, and having a sense of what they're doing this season? Well, you know, um, we've worked hard at becoming sound in what we're doing uh, in the back end and limiting the number of explosive plays that we allow, um, you know, when you talk about explosive plays, you're typically talking about the back end and missed tackles. And uh, it's either leverage, leverage issues, missed tackles, or missed assignments. And so we're work, working hard as a defense to, to minimize those, uh, make offenses have to work, and uh, not allow explosive plays as, as best we can. And, um, you know, obviously communication is key. Uh, leverage and tackling is key. Uh, having an understanding of where you belong and, and being there and being accountable for your teammates is part of it. So I, I like the way our group has worked at it. I think, I think we're an improving group, uh, but we have a lot of work to do yet as we, as we uh, get into the second half of the year. Hey Jack, at some point, I think we're going to have to see one of those turnover Thursday videos that you've talked about so much and joked with us about, but um, we, had, we a, had the best one today. We had the best one today. Are you going to tell us about it, Jack? Are you going to finally spill the beans on what it was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not spilling the beans, but it was really uh, good. I'll get you about this later, Jack, but okay. So as it relates to the Giants game, what are some things that you look at from that first game and you say, hey, guys, these are the things that we really, really need to clean up, or these are the things that I want to see you all improve on since this is the first divisional game you guys have had this year, and this is round two basically in that regard? Yeah, we, we identified uh, a few of the things that uh, we felt we could do better. I think overall for us, it's, you know, it's, we want to play complimentary football and we want to do our part as a defense. So we need to get the ball back for our offense as often as possible. Uh, you know, we need to start fast. I think, you know, we didn't, we didn't start fast oh, in that game. I got a little dead for you. And what was that? <laughs> what? <think> someone's not <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, um, you know, and, and we've got to take care of the quarterback run. I mean, we can't have him, you know, get an explosive run like he did in the game. So um, there, there are a few areas that we need to address. I think third down. I don't think we were particularly strong third down in that game. I think it was probably our worst game of the year. And, uh, and so there, there are many things that we need to do better. Holding the point total down is important, uh, but finding a way to get the offense the ball back as often as possible is huge. All right, that's defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio coming up next. It's Chase Young 
right here on the Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Good to have you with us. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we wrap up the show with Chase Young. Find out what his mom graded his first half of season remember he missed a game and a half so really he hadn't played seven games but first five plus games what letter grade she gave him in his words Chase you look at where the defense is just as statistically at this point in the season do you feel like you know some people are are still sleeping on you guys or just kind of um haven't given you um fair due for what you guys have accomplished so far um I never thought about it uh, I mean, to be honest, I mean, I really don't. I don't. I haven't paid attention to that for. I really don't know. But I mean, I know. I mean, if you with the, with the with the defense, you know, it really doesn't matter. You can say good or say bad. Um, you know, our biggest um thing is we 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 try to stick together and uh, you know, we just try to take it one day at a time and uh, you know, try to come out every day and uh you know, just try to push each other. And I feel like we did that a lot this week. Hey, Chase. Hey, Chase. John Kahn, ESPN. I'm just curious. First of all, what was your mom's assessment of your first seven games? And then secondly, for you as a player, what does that versatility you offer, how do you think it helps this defense? Oh, yeah. First seven games, my mom, she gave me like a C plus. So, you know, take that, take that on the chin. And keep, and keep it moving, you know, I got to respect what she say. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, I'm, I, I can, wherever the coaches, you know, whatever, wherever they need me, whatever they want me to do, um, I, I'm, I'm going to do. You know, I, I ain't tripping about, you know, this, that, whatever the team needs, uh, you know, me to do, I'm going to do. Why did she give you a C plus? She said that she, uh, that I, I didn't lead the, I'm not leading the league in sacks. So uh, she gave me a C plus. So, you know, I got. I'm. 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 Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm definitely gonna get them up. Did you hear from her when um, you shared? You know, a few weeks ago that she wants sex. What was her reaction to that? Oh, she laughed. She laughed. Because at the end of the day, my mom. She. She just loves me, and she just likes seeing me do well. And uh, you know, but you know, um, you know, it's my mom. So it's all. It's all good. Chase, let's flip it around. How would you assess your play? I mean, you personally, how would you assess your play, um, you know, after the first seven weeks here, first seven games? Yeah, I mean, I feel like in all phases of my game, I can get better. Um, run, pass, uh, play recognition, uh, hand usage, um, you know, just everything. Uh, you know, I hope, you know, people don't go to sleep, you know, this second half. But, uh, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, first half of the season, you know, kind of nicked up injuries and everything. And, uh, you know, um, this practice, I, I felt real good out there today. So uh, I feel like uh, I'm just always uh, moving forward and, and developing every day. You know, being an NFL player now, has it lived up to your expectations? Obviously, 
you had dreams growing up, what NFL life would be like. Um, anything that kind of surprised you or has it kind of lived up to what your dreams uh, showed you? Uh, definitely a lot that um, surprised me. Um, and what was, what was the second question? Just like, just, has it lived up to your expectations? Obviously coming in, you know, you, yeah, you I mean, had yeah, an yeah. idea of what it would be like and yeah, definitely it really kind of lived up to it. De uh, definitely. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, if you, you know, you play tic-tac-toe the first time, you know, for the first time, you know, it's new. But you after you play it 100 times, you know, it's, it's, it is it is what it is. So um, now, uh, you know, I, I didn't play, um, you know, the first half of the season. So, I mean, it ain't, I ain't really, you know, it's, it's go time. It's ball. So, yeah. Hey, Chase, when you're being double teamed, who do you think that opens up the most for, like, uh, on the defensive line? Uh, I mean, I feel like um, it can open uh, the other end, um, whoever's over there, or um, I feel like the uh, tackle that's inside of me. Um, even on film, I've seen uh, even, the, I think, the Dallas game, um, we would get the slide and um, I guess the, the center um, even, he, he came back and when I beat the tackle, the, I was, the center had came on me. And uh, I think our three tech or no, our three tech had the one-on-one -on -one with the guard. And uh, it's a lot of crazy stuff that be happening out there that I ain't never seen for real, but um, yeah. Um, with, oh, uh, you know, a couple of your teammates and your coaches have said like the numbers will come for the sack yeah. total. Do you, for those to come though, like, do you have to make adjustments or if you just keep playing at the level you're playing out, there will be, they'll just even out. Yeah, they're going to come. You, 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 if you focus, you focus on that play that you want, they're going to come. Cause, uh, you know, if you focus on, you know, plays down the line, that's when, uh, you know, the plays that you plan, they don't look too good. Hey, Chase, uh, Ben Standick with The Athletic. It, it, it's rare in college that you would play the same team twice in a season. You're going to get that opportunity this week. What sort of different do you think uh, going into a, a repeat match? Oh, I love it. Um, I played a duel before. Um, I know a lot of uh, tendencies. Um, I guess you know a lot of mine. But, um, you know, it's a, I think when you play a team twice, it just comes down to uh, – just who watched film more and uh, uh, who's who's more technical. Take two more. Chase, are you starting to become aware of your own tendencies and are you trying to work on your technique so that becomes less obvious? What are you kind of doing to hide your tendencies more? Well, um, I would say the, in practice, um, you know, when you're on the field, uh, you know, whatever assignment you have, um, you actually, you know, when you're on the field, you got to think about it. You got to think what you, you know, what you're doing. Just just really uh, pre-snap um, reads and, and, and things like that, um, I think, helped me on the other side with, uh, you know, my tendencies and, and just how I play overall. Ron, Ron said your practices are really impressive. Is that something you learned early on or just learned to appreciate early on to really, you know, the, the intensity in practice? You can go all the way back to high school um, at Pilates, DeMatha. Um, you go to college, you call Coach Meyer, you call Coach Johnson, you call whoever you want. I practice hard. I go. Um, so you can take me out of practice sometime in college. 
Coach Meyer, Coach Johnson had to take me out. Um, I used to battle with my head coach in high school because um, I used to just play middle linebacker on the scout team and just mess up their whole offense. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love I, 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 I like the practice. So you like wrecking the game in practice pretty much? Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like if you, you know what I'm saying, practice deals with a lot of uh, helps your confidence, um, helps you play fast, faster. Because if you do it every day on game day, it's just the same thing. All right, that is number two overall pick, Chase Young, the highest graded defensive rookie in the NFL through eight weeks of the season, according to ProFootballFocus.com. We're not going to have time for Antonio Gibson. I apologize to Antonio Gibson. Obviously plays a key role and will play a key role on Sunday, uh, but we are out of time. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com, Jack Del Rio, Chase Young. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Pepsi for being aboard with us today. And thanks to you for listening all week long. Make sure you check out all the Locked On podcasts and as well Crossover Thursday with Patricia Trainer uh, and everything in between. And please support all of our sponsors, Built Bar, Built uh, Go, uh, MyBookie, Rock Auto, um, you know, everybody in between. So uh, make sure you support our sponsors because that is how we keep everything running. All right. Have a great weekend, everyone. Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.